0: Are you looking to self-improve and never stop learning? You need to actually have fucked up experiences in order to learn. You're in the right place. Escape the Matrix. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you take the red pill, stay in Wonderland. Welcome to Notes from the Underground. You can view it as this fun thing that kind of brings the joy of life. A Kaizen Journey with your host, JMC Jr. the journey of mastery through IBA basketball there's actually several milestones that we needed to conquer before we get to that mastery level and get to that championship level the first one is love the game is the foundation for all other milestones obviously if you're part of IBA you must love the game once you love the game you have to learn how to train and then you have to train to train and once you train to train you have to train to compete and once you train to compete train to win and finally you get to learn how to win most of us want to get to love the game to want to get from love the game to learn to win but there's steps to this process and most of us right now are in the learn to train milestone so this series hopefully teaches us how to train and will prolong the whole uh, upward trajectory to the path of mastery so let's begin Learning how to train. Step one, self-awareness. Know your game. This is, a, this is a critical component. You must know what you're good at and what you need to get better. Identify your strengths. Are you quick? Are you a power player or combination? Do you have a high IQ? Are you a shooter? You have to know your strength. You have to know where the spots on the court do you play. Do you play on the perimeter? Do you play in the, uh, on, in the key? These things will determine how you train. Where where on the court do your shots come from? The three-point line, mid-range, are you attacking the basket? These are critical questions to identify how you train. How do you get your shots? Off the dribble, off drives to the basket, catch and shoot, are you posting up? Unless you have this kind of self-awareness, you're not gonna be able to put together a good training plan and know how to train. You also have to identify your opportunities. Can I get quicker? Can I finish better? Can I use both hands? Can I shoot better? For most of us, the answer is yes to all of these questions. How do you help identify what your opportunities are? Watch game film, ask your coach, ask other coaches to watch your game film, ask teammates, Self-awareness is key to how you train. So make sure you leverage game film. Make sure you make a list. Now, once you have these kind of things defined, you have to identify three strengths you want to concentrate on, right? Strength one, strength two, strength three. Am I a good shooter? Well, I'm going to continue to be a good shooter. How do I do that? And you have to identify three opportunities that you want to work on. You know, uh, can I face with my left better? Can I get a little bit stronger? Can I work on my uh, ball handling? All those are things that are gonna help identify your training plan. And after which, after you know that, you can look for drills, you can look for workouts, you can ask your trainer to help with these, with these strength and these opportunities. Step three, design your workout. And you have to design your environment. Practice from spots where you play on the court. Practice shooting from spots you get in the game. 90% of your reps should be from 90% of the shots you get in the game. If you get baseline jumpers, obviously practice baseline jumpers, right? Let's look at how we can do this at home. How you can mark your court at home, how you can practice uh, designing your environment. When you come and do your workout, you should have your workout posted. You should have the reps you're gonna do and what you're gonna do for that workout. Right? That just I'm just piggybacking on yesterday. But today I want to piggyback on, I want to talk about how you train. Now when you when you play basketball, every basketball court, every basketball game you've ever played in had something that was the same. No matter if you played it when you were in eight years to when you were in freshman in high school. This has always remained the same which is the dimensions and the markings on a court. The free throw line is 15 feet to the basket at every single court you've ever played in. The basket is 10 feet at every court you've ever played in. The width of the key is 12 feet at every court. An elbow is six feet from the free throw line, six to the free throw line. Three-point line is uh, 19.9 feet from uh, from the court, it has is the same dimensions no matter where what court you play. And that's important for you guys to know because what you have to work on when you work on your game is getting to your spots. Every great player got to their spots: Kobe, Jordan, Elijah, Shaq. I wouldn't say LeBron because he doesn't have a spot which makes him so easy to guard, by the way. But anyways, the number one spot that you guys all should have is right here. Everyone should have this spot. This should be a kill spot for you, which is a layup. This should be the number one kill spot for you, which is a layup. It's the hardest thing to consistently get time and time again, but this should be your number one kill spot. So yeah, so you should be working on layups, you should be working on mic ins you should be working on finishes. Every single practice that you can shoot. After that, you have to determine what, where do you get your shots in the game? Kobe Bryant was a master of the elbows, especially the right elbow, because he learned from Jordan. Jordan was a mid-range player, by the way, and their spot was at the 3 was at the elbow, and they got to their spots. If you ever hear a defender talk, he'll say, "My job is not to let Kobe, not to let Jordan." get to their spots. And if you hear Kobe and Jordan talk, they say, my job is to get to my spots. So they practice these shots all the time and they use the markers on the court, the elbow and the key, to define where on the court they are. Because when they're playing the game, their job is to get to here, right? Michael Jordan's two most iconic game-winning shots. The one over Craig Elo, uh, and the first round of the playoffs to, in game five happened right here, by the way. The one against Byron Russell in the finals, his last game as a bull, happened right here. Again, he got to his spots when he needed to make a shot. That does not mean that you practice this elbow shot all day. This is your, this is your spot on the floor. What varies is how you get to that spot. Whether I'm going between my legs to get to that spot, or whether I'm catching and shooting to get to that spot. But nevertheless, this is my spot. The variance is how I get here. So when you go practice at home, get a ruler, mark off, mark off the uh, distances, 15 feet from the court, six feet from the foot line is your elbow, is your elbow, and practice those shots. That's what, that's what I call purposeful practice. Practice your spots on the court so that when you go to the game, you will do what you practice. You should be shooting, 90% of the shots you shoot in the game should be the ones you practice. So you're in the habit of having purposeful practice, purposeful shooting. So step four after we get purposeful shooting is schedule and track your workouts. Your workouts should be at the same time every day, every time you practice. This removes the decision of when to work out and it re- reducing complexity improves consistency. And consistency is the mother of all progress and improvement. Track your makes and percentage on shots. Uh, you can't know if you're getting better if you don't have good tracking of your shot. What gets tracked gets better. So design your workout. Uh, design your practice environment schedule and track your workouts overall guidelines are keep the same workout and workout schedule for 90 days I call that the macro right uh, reevaluate every 30 days make minor adjustments if necessary maybe you need to change the day that you work out I mean the the time or some of the little drills but you have to have a consistency and uh, the the macro is the 90 days, the micro is the 30 days. Let's see how this can translate into games. So here's a player that we know well, number eight on IBA. I'm not necessarily picking on him, I'm just using him as an example of how this can translate to games. As he comes, you will see here, number one, we are not using the lines, right? We throw line extended, he's kind of in no man's land because he's not using the lines to know where he's at on the court. So that's one thing that we should really be using. In this case, free throw line extension. But nevertheless, he's still in his kill zone. If you know number eight, you know he's a good shooter, you know that's his primary weapon is his shooting. So he should recognize he's on his kill zone, right? Secondly, this is really learning how to to compete. This, bigger, this player who's bigger, faster, stronger than him is giving him space. He has to recognize the space he's being given. His defender also has his hands down, which will allow him to shoot over him. This is really more on learning how to compete, but if we wanna apply it to learning how to train, We have to train on catching at our spots on the court and recognizing this and going up quickly. So the reps at home should be catching at these spots and going up quickly, right? That's how he has, this is how he should be training. Using the lines of the court, using uh, pace and tempo on his shots. And if he learns how to do that, I guarantee you this is a bucket, all right? So that's the first step of mastery, learn how to train, how to control your environment, control your schedule, and track it, and then apply it to games. Peace. Call me if you have any questions. Thank you for listening to Notes from the Underground, a Kaizen journey with JMC Jr. Keep on the road to self-improvement, and we'll catch you on the next episode.